What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? Back again today. This is Get the Ball Rolling. What a wonderful weekend it was that we had. If you guys, uh, if you guys were paying attention. Those of you who are uh, subscribed to this podcast and everything, you must be living under a total rock. Uh, but we had the FCS playoffs uh this last weekend, how much fun that was! I mean, that was that was a great, that was a great uh, time. We were able to watch a lot of good games. We had a lot of good food. Football, family, turkey, love it. Love Thanksgiving weekend. So we're going to be getting into that and what it means going forward for the rest of these teams. Uh, let's get into it. Let's not waste any time uh, as far as this, this intro goes. Let's just get into it. I, I loved uh, every second of it. So first off, a few things that uh, stood out to me. Home field advantage is real in the playoffs, and every year I think I fall into this trap where I'm like, uh, you know, I've I've watched these teams, I've seen them play, and what do what do I do? I, I expect the best out of these teams, and what happens is they go on the road, they get a little tight. It's the playoffs; it means a little bit more, and they lose. Now I feel as though my picks and and everything I feel like they were based in pretty sound. Uh, pretty sound logic and it just didn't play out the way that I thought it would and that was only a couple of games uh, and we're going to go through each individual game what I thought on those games and then uh, looking forward into next week so let's look at it let's take the first one Furman Elan um, I knew that that Furman was tough uh, I just thought that they hadn't played a very difficult schedule to start off I was like I, you know I'm just not really impressed with it. I thought Elon had a harder had a harder schedule. I thought having the week off, even though that Elon didn't know who they were going to be playing, I thought a week off, you know, rest up, get everybody healthy, ready to go for that game. I thought that's where 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 that game was going. I was dead wrong. I mean, just completely and totally wrong on that. Uh, Furman came out; they were physical. Their defense was tough. I mean, they gave up. It was a bent, don't break defense. And I have seen Furman play a lot. We're talking a lot during this year. Probably nine of their, what, 11 games or so. I mean, I've seen them play. They were very impressive. And uh, even though that Sanford got the seed, I, I really think I put, should have put more credence into Furman to do that. Uh, they they looked great. I, I thought that they were going to lose. Uh, they came out and smacked uh, Alon in the mouth. Didn't even let him score a touchdown. Very intriguing second round matchup. Excited to talk about it, but very impressed with Furman. The next game up, we had Delaware versus St. Francis. Uh, everybody uh, kind of just bashed on Delaware, not deserving to get in, and rightfully so. I, I still would stand by a Chattanooga or a Rhode Island getting in over Delaware and or Montana. Uh, but, you know, eh, somebody had said on Twitter, and, and I can't remember who, so, so if it was you, I apologize. I'm trying to give you credit, but they said that, you know, uh, ESPN and a lot of the analysts that, that don't really know um, FCS football, number one, the analysts, the, the announcers are horrible. Please get somebody that actually watches the games, but um, they said these are the best 2014 teams out there. It's not true. Uh, the, the auto bids are awesome. 
in the fact that it gives somebody like a St. Francis to get in, but they're just not on the same wavelength, despite their record as Delaware. Delaware took it to them. Nolan Henderson played phenomenal. I said Delaware will win if Nolan Henderson is back there. He's a great quarterback, arguably one of the best in the FCS at this current moment. And I was very impressed with Delaware. I thought it would be a little bit closer. They absolutely boat raced them, got the 56-17 win. And next week up against South Dakota State. Excited to go over that and uh, what that is going to mean. Next up, the next game, we had New Hampshire against Fordham. And I felt like I read this game right. It was just in favor of New Hampshire. I didn't think New Hampshire could score that much. I truly, truly did not. I thought that their defense was going to be good, and I thought it was going to come down to Fordham's defense uh, having them make a play. It ended up being New Hampshire's defense making the plays. Oh, my goodness. What a phenomenal game that was. Uh, 52-42. I said 45-42, so I knew it was going to be high scoring, as with every Fordham game. I thought at times they relied too heavily on uh, Demorat and Coco Sulas. Uh, and, and their big playability instead of just getting chunk yards. There were a lot of times they got into to third and 10, third and 15s, uh, and they didn't, they, they, you know, or second and second and 10, and they, they didn't go and get, uh, you know, it's boring to go let it be third and five uh, when you could throw the ball deep down the field. Credit to New Hampshire. I'd only watched a couple of their games because they're on stupid flow sports. I didn't think they could handle Fordham and that high-powered offense. They were able to. Winner is taking on Holy Cross, the winner, New Hampshire. Um, the next game up, we had Richmond Davidson. Similar to the St. Francis, it just they're just not on the same wavelength, not on the same level. Um, kudos for rolling out there and, and, and taking it on the chin. Richmond looked very, very good. Uh, I was I was a little uh, I was a little nervous about Richmond getting in. Uh, I thought the only one that had played particularly well all season really was William and Mary out of the CAA. At times, Richmond looked good. At times, they did not. And they're hoping to be the spoilers of the Sacramento State, uh, the Hornets going forward. Very excited to watch that game, but Richmond just, just beat down. Not too much to go over there. It, it just wasn't close. The next game up, we had Weaver State against North Dakota, and how horrendous uh, of, a, of an officiating job that was. Look, I get it. Uh, it, it, it comes down to, 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 to moments, but what are we doing? As We as a society, as a collective group, can't even determine what the heck a catch is. Uh, in the, you, you even look in the NFL. Uh, Thursday night, there are what, Hunter Henry or whatever Patriots tight end that was ruled an incomplete pass when it should have been on the one yard line. And there was a Travis Kelsey game uh, earlier when they played the Colts. He gets a catch when it, when it was like Hunter Henry was clear. We don't know what the heck a catch is. Now we don't know what a forward pass is. I'm sorry. I love North Dakota. This is nothing against them. It was a horrible officiating. Weaver State played great the first half. Then they just were like, we're, we're bored. I thought they had a couple of bad calls go against them. I thought Weaver State really did get hosed on a couple of those calls. It made it closer than what it should have been. Uh, but it was... Uh, it was a good game nonetheless. Weaver State walks away with the victory. Uh, they, they were pissed off. I, if I'm Montana State, I don't want to play Weaver State. I am livid that they gave us Weaver State and not Southeast Louisiana, Idaho, uh, the winner of that, because truly, truly believe um, 
you know, they, they preach regionality and that's what makes the sport great. It's true as far as, uh, you know, old school style of thinking. Kids don't care. They'll go across the nation to go and play. This is different. This isn't your grandfather's college football. This isn't your father's college football. Uh, it, it, it's fluid. And I don't think regionality is helping the sport whatsoever. Uh, it's fun to see Weaver State take on Montana State. But realistically, if I'm Montana State, I am pissed. Um, the next game up, EKU against Gardner-Webb. What did I say on the last episode? Gardner-Webb is peaking at the right time. They are legit. You need to watch out for the running Bulldogs. They are good. You need to be You need to be very, very cautious. EKU, what did they do? They went out, they punched him in the mouth, and it was crazy. They beat him 52-41 to 41 on the road uh, in, in not, not great weather. I am very impressed with Gardner-Webb. I had said at the beginning of the year this has been a very good uh, team. Uh, halfway through the season, we watched them. I'd watched them play uh, Marshall, and I was like, man, they, you know, even though they lost, they were still there. I saw them playing against Liberty. This is a good football team. I like Gardner Webb, and I can't wait to watch them play uh, next week against William and Mary. Last two games of the night, we had Southeast Louisiana taking on Idaho. The Idaho game, Idaho beat themselves. Uh, they had a, a turnovers beat Idaho and coaching. Uh, I think Coach Eck did a phenomenal job. We, we had said it all year. He did a great job. I mean, kudos to you for really taking Idaho off the brink of, of, of just irrelevancy. You would come from the FBS to the FCS, and quite frankly, you were irrelevant. And he got you to the playoffs in one year. It took one year. Now, with 15 seconds left, you actually got time put back on. You could easily get a pass and a spike to make it easier for your kicker. I'm upset with 11 seconds left. You didn't take a shot to the end zone. They were only rushing three. Maybe they rushed four, but you put the hands, the the the, the ball in the hands of your best player, your quarterback, you throw it up. That That's what I would have done. Um, I understand that, you you know, he made the first one, they iced him, then they, then, then so that goes down to the second one. But realistically, uh, very, very, I thought that came down to coaching and, uh, and turnovers. I mean, realistically, those were the two, those were the two that, that, that uh, beat Idaho. And then Montana Simo, when we talk about uh, Montana being, uh, Montana having to, get in it was a conspiracy they they had a home playoff game versus you know Mon uh, Idaho who did not even though they beat them we talk about all three phases of the game Montana dominated the special teams play uh, a run back for a touchdown on the kickoff a punt return on that those two things those are what separated uh that's what separated this game was special teams, and that can be incredibly frustrating for uh, teams of, of, of all sorts, right? It can be very frustrating, but I'm very interested to see what happens uh, going forward for uh, for SEMO. Uh, they look like they got tight in the second half. Uh, neither team was going to beat – well, neither team was going to win uh, – I mean, I truly feel that neither team was going to to to, to get the victory there uh, against North Dakota State, but they were able to to do it nonetheless. So, uh, congratulations to to those players uh, for getting the win. Uh, North Dakota State's going to be a very tough tough finale. So, uh, the uh, so we're just going to kind of hit a little bit of a a gear change. 
Let's talk about the games that will be upcoming this next week. Uh, the next week, uh, I think this slate of games has everything that you absolutely want. Uh, I really am excited to watch uh, these games as far as, you know, the seeds. Everyone wants to know who, if they deserve to be a seed. And uh, let's, let's dive into it. So the first game up that we will is New Hampshire Holy Cross. Now, uh, a couple of things about this game that stand out. Now, I don't want to go into super in-depth. We do have a lot. But this game is one of those that I personally think that New Hampshire is going to win. I think going on the road is going to be tough. But I think that New Hampshire's defense proved that they can compete with a high-powered offense. I thought Coach Santos did a phenomenal job getting them ready. I think Holy Cross taking the week off, even though they watch and they know they're going to prepare. I think New Hampshire is a slightly better team. I find them to be a lot more intriguing. I've watched Holy Cross all season. We have two games, them against Fordham, them against um, uh, Fordham against New Hampshire. I think New Hampshire is the better team. I know I said it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, bet on people going on the road. But I like this New Hampshire team. I really do. And I think that if they can play like they did last week, and they can move the ball offensively like they did, and they don't give up the big play. Holy Cross has a phenomenal quarterback. If they don't give up the big play to him, I think that they walk away with the win. I'm going to go with 28-27, New Hampshire uh, over Holy Cross. The next game up we have is Furman taking on Incarnate Word, right? UIW, as some people refer to it. Uh, a lot of people now, having watched Weaver State, they were like, oh, man, I can't believe UIW actually got the win. They got the, the bye, blah, blah, blah. Look, UIW has a phenomenal offense, but Furman has a really good defense. And as much as I want... Um, Firm and, uh, and Incarnate Word, I, I really think we're getting... Ensemble force and movable object. I think Furman showed their offense last week can hang with a high-powered offense. I think Furman is the best team that UIW Incarnate Ward has played all year. I think going on the road, the Paladins sneak one out and beat UIW in the end. I, I have it going down 31 to 28. I think they hold them to it. Uh, I you know kind of put their feet to the fire. I think that Furman. I was so impressed with them last week. They deserve to be looked at as a legitimate contender in these playoffs. I would not want to be playing Furman right now. They are at the right time. They're peaking at the right time. They're doing everything they're supposed to. I think that Furman beats them 38-21. Uh, or 30, 31-28. Uh, I did not say in the last game, uh, the winner of New Hampshire Holy Cross will play the winner of South Dakota State and Delaware. The winner of UIW and Furman will play the winner of Sac State versus Richmond. So very intriguing there uh, on those two, two fronts. So uh, that's kind of where we're at there. The next game up, we have uh, William and Mary taking on Gardner-Webb. Uh, I love Gardner-Webb. I've, I've said it a lot this year. We've talked a lot about them the last, you know, five, six weeks since they really started peaking well. If Gardner-Webb is able to dominate the ground game like, like they did this last week, I don't know if William and Mary can, like, like legit, I don't know if William and Mary can hang with with the running Bulldogs here. Now, I think William and Mary having a bye, I think they're well coast. 
I love William and Mary. Again, we've been on them at the very beginning. We said that they would win the CAA. We thought that they were going to come out and play phenomenal. They are. They did. Uh, I think they're going to win. I think the home playoff game, I think Gardner-Webb got the biggest win, arguably, of their, you know, of their... Uh, well, probably of their history, getting that playoff win uh, as they as they progress. I think that Coach Lamb is doing a great job. I just don't think they have the firepower to beat um, William and Mary at, at this time. So I want to be taking uh, William and Mary 28-21 over Gardner-Webb. The next game up, we have Montana State taking on Weber State, and I went back and forth, back and forth. I don't think there is a closer game out there than this one, and I really think that uh, Weber State is pissed. Montana State got everything in their right mind to go their way. You know, what was it, four safeties or something incredible like that? Weaver State is no stranger to going on the road. I love Weaver State. I think that they are, I think they're an awesome team. Uh, obviously, growing up around the program and whatnot, I do believe that Weaver State is going to win. I think it's going to be another outstanding game. I think Weaver State wins by a field goal, 45-42. They go to Bozeman. Um, and again, I apologize I didn't do this last time. The winner will play the winner of, of William Mary Gardner-Webb. So uh, likewise, so if if uh, if Gardner-Webb wins, right, William and Mary Gardner-Webb, will, those will be the winner. That's we'll, we'll, we'll get the winner of that. They play at the same time. They'll be able to prepare. I really think even though Brett Vegan, great coach, has an extra week, I do think Weaver State is just tough as nails. I would not want to play them. This is I think this is more of a quarterfinal matchup, not a second-round matchup. But I'm going to take Weaver State. I'm a homer. Don't care. I still like Montana State. Nothing against Montana State. I just think uh, I, I'm going to be rolling with them. The next game up we have is Sanford taking on Southeast Louisiana. Again, Southeast Louisiana getting that win, arguably one of the best wins in program history. Getting that, you know, anytime you get a playoff win, you are getting that. You're, you're solidifying yourself, uh, etching yourself into the history books. Sanford is just, they're just too good. I've watched every single Sanford game. They are just, just too good. And honestly... Uh, the rest of the bracket needs to be very scared of Sanford. The winner plays North Dakota State versus Montana. Sanford is good enough to go to the Fargo Dome, in my opinion, and beat them. If if the if the what I think will happen, I don't think this one is particularly close. I think Southeast Louisiana Louisiana got the win that they needed last week, 38-14. I'm taking the Sanford Bulldogs over the Lions. We got three games left. We have the next game up. Delaware taking on South Dakota State. Uh, I think, again, South Dakota State at times do, does feel like they just kind of play down to the level of their opponent. I don't think it's going to be the case in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be freezing cold in, in uh, Brookings. I think that South Dakota State's just going to hammer them. Uh, I think Delaware had their big win last week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. 35-14. Winner is going to play the winner of Holy Cross, New Hampshire. Uh, and I I think it, what, what I perceive to be South Dakota State, New Hampshire, is a con, uh, uh, an absolutely phenomenal matchup in the quarterfinals and uh, could could turn some heads, and, and I would really like to watch that. But I want to watch how New Hampshire plays, obviously, South Dakota State as well, but that would be a great uh, matchup as well. 
The last couple games, we have North Dakota State taking on Montana. Montana, I, 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 I'll stand by. I don't think they deserve to be in the playoffs. Obviously, they beat uh, SEMO. I thought SEMO could go on the road and, and, and you know do a little bit of damage. They were, were unable. I think North Dakota State is going to take care of business. I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. Uh, at 42-21, I think, is about what I think uh, they're going to be at. Uh, they're, they're, the winner is going to play Sanford, Southeast Louisiana. I really see, I feel the most strong about Sanford and North Dakota State winning this weekend. And uh, I, I, think, I think they're able to do it. I think North Dakota State knocks them off. Now, to the game that I think everyone in the FCS should definitely watch. Not if you're just a fan. Not if you're a cat. Watch Firm, uh, Richmond take on Sacramento State. Look, Sacramento State has been to the playoffs twice, right? Seeded twice. In 2019, they lost 28-42 to at home to Austin P. That was after Austin P. had kind of done some, some long travel there. They win 28-42. In 2021, they lost at home 19 to 24 to South Dakota State. These are their only two playoff uh, victory appearances. This is their third playoff appearance. If history holds, Richmond would go on the road and beat Sacramento State. However, I think Sacramento State, this is the year they get over that hump. I think they get out of their head. This is an absolutely incredible second round matchup. This is my favorite matchup of the second round. Like I said, I love the Weaver State. No, nothing against the Weaver State Montana State game, um, but this Richmond team proved that they deserve to be out there. I think that they're going to give some headaches to Sacramento State. However, I think Sacramento State inks out a close one, 42-40 over Richmond. I really, I feel very strongly about this one. I think Sacramento State can do it. I think that they got this. This is the team that can get over the hump. I love Sacramento State. I love Richmond. I'm. An, it's unfortunate this is, is a this is a second round matchup, not a quarterfinal matchup. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, I, but then on the flip side, if you were to tell me, hey, you know what, Tyler, uh, Sacramento State was actually able to uh, Richmond was actually able to beat Sacramento State. It was actually this this crazy uh, game. They ended up. Uh, they ended up uh, beating them. A phenomenal uh, last second heave, whatever. Blah, 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 right? As we can go into it. Uh, I think that I, I could see that way as well. However, uh, I'm going to be sticking with that. Uh, I'm going to be taking Sacramento State over Richmond. So that's kind of how our bracket has been done well. Um, of course, there's always uh, there's always upsets. There's always uh, intriguing matchups. The 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 quarterfinals look phenomenal. Uh, even if even if the if I'm completely wrong and I go 0 for 8, it would still be a great matchup as far as that round goes. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We're going to continue to bring you guys the most in depth FCS coverage uh, and and analysis. Uh, out there we again phenomenal download numbers great uh fan interaction through twitter uh continue to tell your family and friends about us and uh i hope you guys have a wonderful week have a great saturday watch some more fcs football and we'll see you next time and keep the ball rolling